is the Adam Crowley Show. Wow, wow, is very nice. ESPN Pittsburgh on 970 AM and 106.3 FM. If y'all missed the last segment, I suggest you go on to ESPNPGH.com after the show and you listen to the podcast. As we had Mr. Richard, who's one of our favorite callers. Well, that might not be true. One of our most frequent callers say on the air that he's got a leaky sphincter and what he needed to do was go to Walmart to take care of it. I What? There's a commercial in there somewhere. Like, hey, when you got a leaky sphincter, you bring your butt down to Walmart. We'll fix it up real good for you. Wipe it down and clean it up. Send you out squeaky clean. Is that what butt plugs are for? No, Crowley. What do you mean? Why would you ask something like that? What do you mean? That's not what they're for. What are they for? Something different. I don't understand. So you don't don't even worry about it. They are... uh, they have uh, they, different they were, use. They're supposed to plug your butt. Yes. In case of leaky sphincter. No. Are you sure? Yeah. They do that for fun. That's what they're for. Those are... Wait a second. I mean, not my fun, not your fun, but somebody's fun. But Brian... That's you where got, the, and that's you can't where, get those at Walmart, I don't think. That's where the poop comes out, Brian. Yes, yes. Yes. Here's what Mr. Richard had to say in the last segment. I have what you call a leaky sphincter. Uh, okay. If you were in the car with me right now, you would that's just what you said. Did you poop yourself? There's probably a half a dozen flies around here just flying all around. And i got to get into Walmart to clean myself up. And so he's worried about the flies, not the mess. <laughs> the best is... Tom, play that back one more time. I go, okay... I don't know what you call a leaky sphincter. Okay. Like Doctor Crowley, yes, sir. Tell me more. Um, yes, sir. How long has this uh, problem existed? Okay. What we're going to do? We're going to put you on a course of antibiotics, and then we're going to get you a prescription at Walmart for something to wipe your ass with. I was going to prescribe him a butt plug, so I'm happy that we figured that that out. Yeah, no, and and for some reason, I feel like he's going to call back because I'm sure he has a story about that. 412-922-2874 is the number to call if you would like to talk about butt plugs or anal leakage. We'd rather you not, but... Oh. Or, if you want to call that number, you could talk a little bit about how great of a guy Chris Archer is. See, I can't even go back there, though, right now. I mean, I don't even know what to say. There's another B in here. You Same right, place. You all right there, Crowley? <laughs> I, get, son, get, get it away. Don't kill it. Just ease it out. Get it. Get it. No, don't kill it. Just, should I throw the ball at it? Don't kill it. No, what did it do? It didn't do anything wrong. We should close the window. Kill it. Yeah, get it. No, he killed it. Oh, it's not all the way dead. Not all the way. Get it. Get it. Don't let it suffer. Sorry about that. What happened back in studio? I just heard something like crash. Nothing. 
I did really bad radio there, didn't I? Yeah, that was um, that was pretty pretty good low point of the show right there. You think so? Yeah, yeah. If you got... literally chased like a tangent right there. I mean, with inside the business, that's the one thing you don't do is like go off on a tangent like that. And I'm kind of helping by doing it right now and explaining to you what's happening. But no, you you went off on a far off tangent. No one could see the bee. No one would have known the bee was there unless you brought it up and you felt the need to bring it up. Um, so what you should do is probably roll back around, reset, and go into topic. That Chris Archer guy's a good dude, huh? Yeah. He sure He is. sure gets it, doesn't he? He sure does, Adam. Man, the bee's just twitching over there. You gotta make sure it's all the way dead. Oh. Is that a spider? Yeah, all kind of bees and spiders and bugs in here. He showed up in an Antonio Brown jersey. And he's wearing number 24 as to not piss off Andrew McCutcheon. And it got me to thinking. Chris Archer gets it in a way that we've never seen a Pittsburgh athlete get it upon their arrival before. Uh, There have been players that have come in and that have been popular right off the bat, but mainly because of their standing in society or uh, their standing as a former player. Chris Archer's got that. Chris Archer's had a good career. Chris Archer's first couple of seasons, he was Cy Young caliber. But Chris Archer has come in, and he's embraced Pittsburgh on the pop culture side of things, and you expect him to play very well, too. I think that a lot of players in Pittsburgh right now, right now, can take a big lesson from this guy. Like Le'Veon Bell, he doesn't care, though. Le'Veon Bell didn't care about what people think about him, not in Pittsburgh anymore. He doesn't care because he's going to wind up being a Jet next year, or he's going to be a Colt, or he's going to be a Brown. So he doesn't care about what people in Pittsburgh think. But if he would have endeared himself to the fans to begin with, he would leave next year, and even if he did, people would still love him. People would still say, oh, Le'Veon was the greatest. Oh, what a running back. The same way they do with Franco Harris. Franco Harris left and went to Seattle, and it was weird. Uh, No one's going to say it wasn't weird. It was freaking weird. And yet people still embrace Franco because Franco had a hell of a career. He had Franco's Italian army. I think that Le'Veon Bell could take a page out of his book, out of Chris Archer's book. Antonio Brown, for some of the BS that he pulls off, he's got a lot of this in him. He's flashy. He's flamboyant. He understands what's going to make him popular. He's got that killer smile. And he flashes it at every available moment. Every opportunity for him to flash that smile, he does. He shows up in a helicopter. That's awesome. I think that's what more athletes should be like. And I think baseball needs more Chris Archers. Baseball absolutely needs more personalities like that. You don't see a lot of that in baseball. You don't. I'm happy that he got moved to a team that's going to be in the playoff race, that is in the playoff race. And I'm happy that he became a national story for a couple of days because... Man, baseball needs that. Baseball needs a guy being cool. Baseball needs a too-cool-for-school cat, and that's what he is. He, he seems to me like a guy who just, and I'll say it for the thousandth time, gets it. And when you endear yourself to a town, you become more than an athlete because you branch out into the community. It's one of the things he did in Tampa and in St. Pete. And I think that that's what athletes should do. Athletes should give back. Athletes should make statements. He's not afraid to talk about politics either. 
He's not afraid to talk about anything. The, the pinned tweet on his Twitter account is, if you still say the N-word, look inward. He's not just an athlete, and I think that's one of the reasons why he's going to be incredibly successful and incredibly popular here in Pittsburgh. You know what's cool about him, too, Crowley? Is that I don't. It, it's the kind of thing where, like, a lot of athletes come into a town, new player, and it almost seems like it's team-driven. It's team photo shoots, it's team Twitter accounts. He's taken it upon himself to embrace the city in a way where he's going out of his way to let the city know that he's coming. And on top of that, he's also doing the same thing with Tampa, where he's... He, he did a video basically saying, hey, look, I loved you guys, and I love Tampa, and it's great, but I'm happy to be in my new place. So he's not only doing it on one front, he's doing it on both. And I think it's just great, and it's, it's pretty refreshing to see an athlete kind of drive the train on that. He's going out of his way to say, hey, guys, I'm here, and I like being here, so let's play some ball. It's cool. That's a good word, Brian, refreshing. Like Diet Coke. I, I, think, I think that's exactly what he is. He is so different than what you're used to in baseball. Baseball and hockey, it seems, usually you get the guy who's going to go company line. Mm -hmm. And Sidney Crosby is always company line. Company line, company line, company line. And that's just because Sidney Crosby doesn't want to say anything. Uh, but that's the problem. This guy's not like that at all. And if Major League Baseball had one of them per team, I think Major League Baseball is in a little bit better place right now. If Mike Trout... Yeah, Mike Trout, exactly. If Mike Trout had Chris Archer's personality... <laughs> The guy's a mega flipping star. Huge. Yeah. He's a mega star. And he doesn't. And that's okay. I mean, he, you be who you are, but that's that's not going to work for the league. Like, Rob Gronkowski is awesome. If you had Rob Gronkowski in baseball, that'd be great. You need guys like that. Antonio Brown. But the game itself almost doesn't allow you. The game itself, you, you, you can't celebrate... You get thrown at if you do. If you cross over the mound, you're going to get bitched at. It's just a whole disaster if you do any of those kind of things. That's probably why we don't see more of them. But if you could get one guy on every team, I think it helps baseball tremendously. Yeah, tremendously. Happy to have him in town. Me too. Is it still alive over there? That thing's still, still kicking. Still, still flapping still flapping wings. My God, it's suffering. Just still, put it out of its misery. Uh, Still buzzing over there? Just put it out. Wes, put it out of out of its misery. Just kill that thing right now. Oh! Okay, I there. Now we don't have to talk about the BA. You want to do some radio now? What happened? I spilled water all over my computer! Coming up next, we'll hear from Chris Adamski, his thoughts on the Chris Archer trade and his thoughts on what's going on here at Steelers Camp. I'm soaking wet, but the bee is dead. My sphincter, not leaking. But is plugged. It's the Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. According to Mark Caballi of The Athletic. Mike Tomlin would not disclose the nature of Antonio Brown's injury, even when pressed. Said he sent him back to Pittsburgh for further evaluation. He missed the past two practices. Couple things there. One, uh-oh. Two, hmm, wonder why Le'Veon Bell didn't show up. Chris Adamski from the Trib joins us now to talk about everything Steelers related and baseball related and life related. Hello, Adamski. 
fine. Adam, how are you this morning? I'm today, okay. Afternoon. It's not even the morning. It feels like it. You have no idea what's going on, do you? No. You okay? I'm all right. Do you feel comfortable discussing what happened last night or no? <laughs> we don't have to. I got there, you know, significantly later than you did. I think you were like two hour, two hour head start on I me. I did. So, so therefore, I'm probably more at liberty to discuss than you are. Wow! All right, firing darts right <laughs> off the bat. I'll just say this. Okay. The night started off with me leaving shoes in a parking lot, and it ended hmm. with me shirtless getting stopped by a security guard. I'll tell you more about wow. that coming up at 4:40. That's a tease right there. That is a tease and a half, my friend. It was a fun night. Pizzas were consumed. Beer was consumed. The entire iHeartMedia sales staff was there, so I didn't have to pay for a damn thing. So it was pretty good. And that's why I'm a little sluggish off the jump today. Uh, Chris Damsky, as I mentioned, joining us here on the show. Your call. You want to start with Buckos or Stillers? <laughs> we got the Stillers in front of us. Right? Let's talk about We're the practicing Pirates. practicing right there. I'll we'll talk about the Pirates. Oh, okay. Chris Archer. Thanks for my opinion. Yep, no problem. Keone Kella. What the hell? Unbelievable. We'll get to that in a second. But this Chris Archer guy... He gets it, man. He just gets it. He's my new favorite athlete of all time. Of all time. All time. That's all, all time. What if he like went to West Virginia University? Would that help at all, or would that? Well, he's already my favorite. So oh, if he went okay. to WVU, okay. it just doesn't, make it I thought. Well, I'm just conceiving somebody who could be. Oh. A, a more favorite well, athlete. Than okay, me. Will Greer. Good well, point by you. <laughs> he gets it. You're right. I mean, he knows. He knows who he's. He's nowhere to butter his bread now. That's for sure. He's got new fans. He's got new uh, teammates. New city. He's endeared himself. Although, uh, you know, this this is like. I don't know if it's get off my lawn or what, but I, the general manager asks you to show up the next day, and we really need you, and then you don't show up the next wow. day. And then they, you have to start the guy you're cutting, and he lasts one inning. And I mean, if they lose the division by two games, the two-game swing losing last night, if Archer pitches, maybe they'll win. But I that's was, probably me just complaining. I mean, he showed up anyway. That's the thing. I don't care. You know what? That's my thing. He still got there. So yeah. even though he didn't want to go until Friday, they should have told him, hey, Mother Bleeper, you're going tonight. <laughs> like, that's on them, I think. Not so much on you. Yeah, I, I I'll go old man on them. You can go old man on well, him. Well, when the trade happened, I just assumed that it would be logistically, you know, difficult to have him start the very next day, move cities, and but but whenever you the way well, Archer himself it. told it, the way, yeah, that's a good point. And the way um, um, Archer himself told the story, Huntington asked him to pitch the next day, and he declined, which I, I sort of. I don't want to say insubordinate. He has the rights of his CBA to 72 hours of report and everything else. But the way it worked out, like if, if Tyone was supposed to pitch last night and he didn't, you know, then you wouldn't need him to go on his regular rotation. But the fact you had Kingham, your right. weakest link by far, uh, in, in a huge division game and an off day the next day, it, it sort of, but, you know, I don't well, want to belabor the point. I don't, well, I don't, no, I don't feel I, a I, bit. I started off the show saying that. Oh, that, did you? Yeah. Okay. It, cause I mean, to, I was listening, of course. Of course you were. Yeah. No, you weren't walking up from Steelers practice here at St. <laughs> no, Vincent no, College. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank God they're doing the punting drills right now, oh, though, yeah, so you don't yeah. have to worry about anything. <laughs> uh, I, I thought that, too. When you're playing the team that you're chasing and you get it down to five games with two months left in the season, you're in that thing. You're in the race. You're not yeah. as good as the Cubs. But that's kind of part of it, too. If you're not as good as them, you want to do everything you can to beat them when you've got them right there. You already won the first game of the series. Archer, let's go. Arrow, out of the quiver. Let's roll. And and the guy the Cubs acquired the day before pitched last night. Yes. Now, he's a reliever. There's a lot of, you know, it's not apples to apples. And Keone Kella's off in who the hell knows where. Yeah, yeah, and that's another whole They've thing. They've lost so. him. <laughs> you can't find him. He got he, he got said uh, a bad connection on Southwest or something. Yeah, where in the world is Keone Kella? Ended up in Anchorage or something. 
Uh, no, I. But it is. I don't want to kill the guy over it. But you know, is he still your least favorite at, or favorite athlete? Now? No, now I'm mad again. Okay. All right. uh, but although I will say, I blame it on the Pirates. Like, no, dude, you're taking the ball. Like, you're just you're just going to. You're a pitcher. Take the ball. Go out there against the Cubs. Kick some butt. Uh, now, if he goes out and blows away 14 guys against the Cardinals tomorrow, I'll forgiven. And uh, I do want to. I want to slice this up this way too. Um, Chris Adamski joining us here on the Crowley Show. If Chris Archer doesn't win a game for the Pirates, if Keone Kella play, blows every save he's ever had, he ever has an opportunity to to get, still the right move. Still, still the right move because it's good by the fans. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that they acted that way. I don't think you should run your team by the fans per se. But I think also, and Neil was pretty, let's put this way. I was in the clubhouse yesterday from, you know, 3.15 to 4, 4.15, whatever it was. The, the, what kind of sells me on this rationale is the players were into it. Like, oh, yeah. Like they were, Stephen Brault's like, Twitter, Twitter, Archer. Like, like they were like, oh. Like, like, and then he couldn't uh, get it out. <laughs> well, yeah. Come on, Brault. But these guys were, uh, this, actually, I'm sorry, this was Tuesday, but you get the point. The, day the, yeah. the, 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 the Pirates actually won. I was in the clubhouse that the day of the deadline. And and they were I was surprised at how open and how fired up the players got about these acquisitions and how genuinely into it they were. And I, so I, uh, Huntington talked about that Sunday that there is sort of an intangible aspect to being a buyer for your clubhouse and for your fans and uh, and and you know. But yeah, right, from a business decision point of view, mm. that was a nice. It's play. a hell of a throw by Ben Roethlisberger down the sideline. He would have gotten sacked though by Bud Dupree, which. Wow. Every time that there's a chance to say that, you have to say it. <laughs> Give him the credit whenever he has oh, an yes. opportunity to get the credit. But then again, he's going against a rookie left tackle right now. Yes. And, so uh, that's He got it. off the ball real quick there, too. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite things about training camp is I can do some play-by-play while we're on well, the air. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that's hugely part of it. Uh, and, and more so than about the fans. You, you get your baseball team fired up, sure. Um, but this, this, this team needed to rebond with the, with the city. As Clint Hurdle said whenever he started, I'm going to rebond this city with the baseball team. Well, you did for a little bit, and then all that faith went to. So and, and see, this year back. was the perfect year to do it. I don't know how much it played because, A, as much as the Pirates talked about, people talked about the Pirates selling, let's face it, okay? I don't. And it, actually, David Freeze has been so hot the last month, he probably could have gotten he's something. A, he's the best player of all time. And, and I don't know how, you know, maybe Harrison is a, is a, a contending team and there's an injury or needs a utility type, bench type guy. I don't know. I mean, was the attending team going to give up a lot of uh, capital for Jordy Mercer or for Yvonne Nova? No. I mean, Vasquez, okay, but that would have been a rebuild if you're trading Vasquez. So I don't know how much they would have gotten back for selling. And the guys they bought aren't rentals. They're at least two-year, two-plus, three-plus-year guys, uh, two- and three-plus-year guys. So it it wasn't just a go-for-it-in-2018 move. Now, I don't know. Neil's talked about part of the rationale was we believe in this core we have right now. And, I, and I, you know, I, I hate to throw cold water on all this, but I don't know. I, I, I'm i not sold on Colin Moran yet as being the, you know, a, 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 a core type player. And, I don't, you know, Josh Bell's not having a year for a first baseman type production that you need. Um, but, you know, again, I don't want to be Mr. Uh, Debbie Downer here. So You are, uh, um, and I find it offensive. Chris Adamski joining us here. On the Crowley Show. All right, let's flip to Steelers. What have you seen? Uh, we'll, we'll keep it vague at first, and we can narrow it down. What have you seen? seen can you only believe we've been here for seven days? 
Yeah, yeah. It, it just, feels like we've been here I for know. a lot longer than that. I know. Well, today, uh, actually, today's the seventh practice, and there's 14 practices. So we're, we're, it's sort of halfway wow. through camp. It's not really because there's a lot more off days coming up and games and whatnot, but it's sort of the halfway point of camp, if you put it. And actually, if you go by St. Vincent, there's only six practices left at St. Vincent, so we're over halfway here at Chuck Noll Field. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, good, good expertise. Yeah, Thank I, you. I'm appreciate very, this that. Is, this is why you're not the best color man in the league for nothing, or the best uh, whatever. Uh, I, you know, there's uh, what has stood out to me. Is that what you're asking about players? Yeah. What, uh, Give me something. I mean, I was, I'm really interested to see Chooks, uh, for one thing, here with, with Alvin and Oliver being out to see. I mean, it, the fact that he is on the first team, when when Al is out, shows he is the top option. At swing that tackle. also that also shows me yikes. Well, yeah, yeah, and and so I'm curious to see if he if he had. I mean, we talked about him being a third round pick and being raw and maybe having a higher ceiling than your normal third round pick. But he's getting thrown in the fire here pretty quick. And yeah, that that's concerning. If Gilbert Gilbert's missed a game every, at least one game every year here for a while, and missed, of course he's a got suspended last year. Uh, Villanueva has been pretty uh, uh, durable, but still, if he's your backup tackle, but if you start going to backups now, we're already down a guard. Uh, you know, we're talking position battles. Uh, we're talking about backups. So, but I, you I know. forgot. I just until just now, I forgot that Marcus Gilbert got suspended last year. That's how oh. many things happen with the Steelers <laughs> in their soap opera season. No, that to me, everyone's focusing on inside linebacker depth. Everyone's focusing on the secondary and how good it po- possibly could be because of the pedigree that they have back there. Everyone's talking about Bud Dupree and flipping sides with T.J. Watt and what that can mean. But I am legitimately concerned about the Steelers' offensive line depth. I like the inside depth. I like B.J. Finney. If you lose, if you had to lose a guy, Ramon Foster's probably the one to lose. No offense to him. He's a great guy. He's a good football player. But B.J. Finney can step in, and they're not going to miss that much of a beat. You lose to Castro, it's a little bit different, obviously. But if you lose one of those tackles, and he comes in, and he's a rookie, and a rookie who is a project... Yikes. I mean, that that's Ben Roethlisberger is going to get beat up, and the problems just compound, and it becomes an issue. So that that is something I'm looking at. Uh, what about the inside linebacker position battle have you seen so far that makes one guy stand out maybe over the other? It's the pendulum is swinging from Matakevich. It's very, very subtle, and it's almost gradual. I don't know if it's like they don't they still have sort of a reverence to the uh, seniority of, of Matakevich. Like, I'm interested to see who actually starts the game once we get to next Thursday. But if you go through the practice, it started out Matakevich, the ones, and they would kind of rotate. Then there are a couple of days there where the three of them would rotate. Right. And Vince would kind of – and now it's like Bostic is consistently the, the first one out there. Now that's only the first player, too, and it's only practice. But it seems as if the tide is shifting – that Bostic is, is taking over for Matakevich as to be. But um, as I've heard about today, there, there's a lot of the inside linebacker position, maybe because of the the, the fact it's, you know, I don't, I don't know, if it's, is it the weakest position group on the team? Is, I is think that, so. That to say? And the depth there is not good either. Yeah. So I, maybe as a result of that, or partially as a result of that, maybe the evolution of, of football and everything, There's there are packages now where there are no inside linebackers on the field the Steelers have been practicing with. Well, and I hope that that's the way that they go, uh, because we've been talking about this. Matt Williamson's going to join me at 5 o'clock to talk about the AFC and, and the packing order there. But I've been talking with Matt Williamson over the past couple of days about uh, you don't want both of those guys on the field. Boston, I think, can run. And Bostic, I think he can be maybe a James Ferrier type for these Steelers. Maybe not that good, but I think he can come in. He's a guy who's been injured. I like him a lot. But the other two, 
Neither of them can run. As, that scares me. As we speak right here, the dollar package, seven defensive backs in the game right now. Give it to serious. me, baby. Give it to me. Right, Put right your best players on the field, right? Yeah, and if that's what, and if Edmonds is the real deal, and you know, and, and you know, Sean Davis, and uh, you know, if. if I don't know. The, the problem with this is, though, you're talking about the. I don't know how great the secondary is. I, you know, well, at least you're putting the most pedigree on the field because Vince Williams is a sixth round pick, and you've got Matt Kavich is a seventh round pick, and you've got Bostic who's so good that he's no longer a Colt. He's been like a fifth team in five years. Or exactly. Now, so so uh, you look at what you've got in the back end and how how it's all come to be. I mean, Burnett's a good player. That that I'm that much you know. Now, does he fit here? We shall find out. Edmonds, first round pick. Burns first round pick, Joe Hayden former first round pick who's very solid. I think they like Cameron Sutton. Yeah, and you look and they brought in four safeties this year, hand picked. They had a plan in mind. A new, a new secondary coach. They clearly, uh, you know, you never know how the draft might fall, but you draft two safeties, you you sign two safeties, one sort of a high, you know to a starter salary, one to a backup, but it's still four new bodies. You get rid right. of three safety bodies you had, you know, you add Cameron Sutton to the mix at cornerback. There obviously was some sort of vision in, in, fa- in place there where they were going to use. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to me, it's fascinating to me, is, is was this the, all along? And, and we, we have pretty, you know, reliable reports they were trying to trade up for Rashad Evans. And if that happens, you know, and, and they don't draft Edmund, maybe they don't even draft Marcus Allen later, and maybe, you know, maybe it's a totally different uh, scheme they go with. You know, uh, is, it, you know and it's just crazy. funny because if, if we talked about this a bunch too. Like, Telvin Smith for the Jags, if he walks in a room with – Terrell Edmonds, I mean, they're the same size. I mean, they're the same body type. It's exactly the same thing. Uh, Telvin Smith's been very good. You need that in today's league, and I hope they go that way because if you've got Matikiewicz and Vince Williams on the field at the same time, you're going to get burned by everybody. Not just the New Englands. You're going to get burned by flipping everyone. (laughs) Cincinnati's going to have Joe Mixon split out wide, and you're done. Cleveland's going to have Duke Johnson split out, and you're done. Baltimore... Joe Flacco can only throw it five yards, so you might be okay. <laughs> but you're going to have some issues there. Chasing Lamar Jackson sideline to sideline. Well, start scrambling. are you excited for the Hall of Fame game today? I'm excited for professional football. Me yeah, so, too, Danny. Yeah, yeah so uh, definitely. It's always a uh, – I'm, I'm a big college football guy too, so we've got two weeks for that, right? Or is that – that's two weeks? I don't know. Two weeks? I mean, they, they, they start the season in mid-August now? Well, they have that, that week You're no advocate thing. for the student-athlete. <laughs> No, I can't wait. I started the show up that I said today's one of the greatest holidays that we've got in this country. It's the first day of football because from now until February, most weekends there'll be a ball game. Yeah, that's true. I guess you're right. It's every not this Sunday, but if you count this as the weekend, you're right. And and that that is something that's great. But nothing's better than football or nothing. An apple pie, uh, hot dogs, and like fourth string uh, quarterbacks oh. and uh, you know backup linebackers and guys that'll be selling insurance in three weeks. I wonder why are they always selling insurance. Why is it always insurance that they sell? They can sell anything. Insurance sales is a very uh, make your own mark. Very honorable profession, and and, you know probably compensated better than journalists are. So surely better compensated better than journalists are. So I don't know why I say that either. So when they cut the fifteenth offensive tackle on the Steelers, (laughs) that guy has to go sell insurance. Like this wide receiver number eighteen, this guy right here. That's, that's that's former Georgia Tech quarterback Justin Thomas. My yeah, friend. I mean, so when he gets cut, is it, he's probably going to play quarterback in the CFL. Okay, we're good. There. Yeah, he'll, <laughs> yeah. Be, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll be Johnny Manziel's backup. Every time that Speaking Mason Rudolph Sorry. drops back, yeah, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's right. It, it makes me think of Brian St. Pierre. <laughs> Number two? Number two. 
I just like the first. My favorite was the first three or four days of practice. It was like if twelve or two and thirteen were in the game, which is James Washington and his former college teammate. The ball was going there. It didn't matter. You could have put four guys on. I'm like, don't even bother covering. Don't even cover. Don't even bother covering eighteen. He's not throwing this way. No worries. No, he's throwing no his dude. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's going whatever way. Throw it out. And that's Washington. Would do it. And if it's crazy part was Washington would make these plays when Rudolph was quarterback. Then he'd get some reps with like uh, Landry Jones or even Ben Can't or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, off his hands, whatever. It's like it's like there's no. Those two are sort of a package deal. You know, I would almost not put them on the field at the same time. No, for real. Just, no, I hear you saying. Yeah, I mean, because you, you want him to learn how to throw to other guys. You want him to actually read the defense and go through his progressions yeah. instead of just chucking it up to James, which is what he did at Oklahoma State. And if you're James, you want to catch the ball from somebody else other than Mason Rudolph. Probably would behetch your development. Behoove your development? Is that the word I'm trying to say? I have no idea. I don't he, know. I can't talk. He looks, Mason does, a little skittish to me. Yeah, and it's crazy. And I think I, t- what did I tell I We made my last two appearances on this very program. The first day, you were making fun that I was putting Mason Rudolph in the Hall of Fame based off his OTAs and summer workouts and, and rookie camp. And the very next day, he had a terrible practice. And that was the first practice here in camp. And I think he's not had a very good camp at all. And But I don't know what, and maybe it's just me. I, I don't know what the rest of the, uh, of all your, uh, you know, experts you have on no, we, where I rank on the podium. I think we're all on the same page there. But breaking news here on the Uh-oh. Crowley Show, Chris Adamski says that Mason Rudolph's not going to make this football team. <laughs> uh, appreciate the time, man. Thank you, Adam. Coming up next, hottest take of the day, other crap and three stars of the show. It's ESPN Pittsburgh. Just because he graduated WVU doesn't mean he's educated. Does no sports. It's Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh at 9:70 a.m. and now at 106.3 FM. D. Gordon has the lowest walk rate by a qualified hitter since 1922. Just thought that was interesting. Jeff Skinner's been traded. From the Canes to the Sabres, and it looks like it's black and gold, the release. It's really blue and gold. And West pointed at the Jeff Skinner breaking news bubble, and I thought, oh, my God, the Penguins, they got Jeff Skinner. They got their left wing. They got a speedy skater. He's going to be perfect. Didn't happen. Here's some real breaking news, according to Adam Schefter. Antonio Brown is expected to be fine in a few days per his source. There was some worry about Antonio Brown. He's going to Pittsburgh. Has to get looked at. Oh, my God, that'd be huge. Yeah, would be huge if he was hurt. But sounds like he won't be. I trust Schefter. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. Antonio Brown gets hurt. Le'Veon Bell is still not here. And yet you wonder why Le'Veon Bell isn't here. Le'Veon Bell gets raked over the coals all the damn time by fans who walk over to St. Vincent College in Trobe to check out Steelers training camp because Le'Veon Bell's not here, and that means he's not a team player. Tunjilkin has said that he should be here to be with his guys. Okay, fine. I'd be cool with that as long as he doesn't mean with his guys on the football field. Keep him locked up in a room here at St. Vincent. Keep him in the dormitory. Don't let him down on the field because that's what can happen. Now, if you're under contract and the coach is going to put you out there, you go out there and practice. But he's not under contract, and he's not holding out to get a contract. He's not showing up to be healthy. 
Now, he's doing some stupid things. He's grabbing some cottage cheese ass. But he's doing the right thing by not being here. And really, I think it's the best thing for the Steelers. Yeah, maybe they're slow out of the gate to start the year. But Le'Veon Bell hasn't finished many seasons as a Pittsburgh Steelers running back. He hasn't. Except for last year, he did. Why? Maybe because he skipped training camp. Maybe because the load that he had to carry wasn't as bad. I think he got stronger as the year went on, and he didn't have to deal with a month of sweaty nonsense. I think it helps. So for everyone who's saying, Le'Veon, show up, show up, show up, show up, why don't you shut up? Hopefully Antonio will be okay. And if he's not, it just reinforces again why Le'Veon Bell is doing the right thing. That was the hottest take of the day. Woo! Other crap. The Crimson Tide were voted first in the coaches poll. Looks like they'll roll again. Woo! Other crap. Ohio State's third. Meyer Meyer pants on fire. Woo! Other crap. <laughs> coaches poll. <laughs> Woo! Other crap. The Hall of Fame game is tonight. It's the closest Joe Flacco will ever get to Canton. Woo! Other crap. Coaches poll. <laughs> Woo! Other crap. EA Sports cut lyrics about Colin Kaepernick in the new Madden game. They also cut out all kneel down plays from the playbook. Woo! Other crap. It's been 598 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Crowley's feet. In the process, my shoes became rank AF. Oh, no. I, just disgusting. Just brutally disgusting. I'm talking about the worst smell that you can imagine. It smelled like my feet were farting. Stank they feet. were disgusting. I mean, it was so bad that when my buddy picked me up, for us to go to the bar last night. I got in his car and he goes, dude, did you poop? And I hadn't pooped. My feet had. That's like a, that's size number two. Get it? Second star. Tonight's second hey, Brian, star you show. nailed it. Did I, did I nail it? You nailed it. Okay, second star. Tonight's second star <laughs> of the show. B Radio. There's another B in here. You Same heard, place. You heard there, Crowley? <laughs> I get son, get get it away. Don't kill it. Just ease it out. Get it! Get it! No, don't kill it. <laughs> should I throw the ball at it? Don't kill it. No, what did it do? It didn't do anything wrong. We should close the window. Kill it. Yeah, get it. No, he killed it! <laughs> oh, it's not all the way dead. Not all the way. Get it! Get it! Don't let it suffer. <laughs> Sorry about that. What happened back in studio? I just heard something like <laughs> crash. Nothing. I did really bad radio there, didn't I? Yeah, that was um that was a pretty pretty good low point of the show right there. See, I need to take a break from this for a second just to point out how brilliant Tom is and how meta he actually is. He named that segment B radio because it definitely wasn't A list radio. It was bad, which B starts with, and it was about a B. That's how good Tom is. First star. Bite me. <laughs> First star! Did that one sting? 
first star. I know what you call it, Inspector. And okay. if you were in the car with me right now, you would, that's just what you said. Did you poop yourself? There's probably a half a dozen flies around here just flying all around. And I've got to get into Walmart to clean myself up. Yes. Uh, you want to take that? <laughs> I should have waited for the star. For the <laughs> ding. I screwed it up. Ding. This is C Radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all right, though. I mean, you can't win them all. Oh. I thought today was a good show, though. No, it was a good show. It that was, was fun. You, you should feel good about this show. I'm Be wearing Wes's shoes now, his other shoes, because... He gave me the shoes before because my feet stunk, stank, whatever. They were rank. And now I'm wearing a different pair of his shoes because I don't want to drive home to Pittsburgh an hour and 15 minutes barefoot. But he didn't want me to have the shoes that I had because he liked those shoes better than the ones that I currently now have. How many? Is Wes a chick? How many shoes did he bring to camp? That's a very good question. Uh, I was surprised whenever I did call him and, and say, hey, man, do you have an extra pair of shoes? He goes, oh, man, I got a couple pair in my car. Like, what? Like, you're a dude, Wes. You need one pair of, like, shoes to, like, athletic-type shoes, and then you need shoe dress shoes in case you go out. See, for me, I have running shoes, and I have chucks, and that's it. Me, I have Vans, and I have Nikes. Nothing nice, actually. That's all I have. Vans and Nikes are both nice. I mean, not like I could wear out or anything, but like oh, if nice. I come to camp, I'm coming with one pair of shoes and maybe like something that I could wear out and not be embarrassed by. Look, Brian, a nice dark jean and a white Nike, you're going to look hot. That's what I'm saying. That's all I need. Yeah, Wes, I mean, you're not doing this right. You're not doing it right. He's reluctant to jump on the microphone. How many no. uh, changes? Is he like doing wardrobe changes like from show to show? I've got two pairs of shoes. <laughs> You're overmodulated. <laughs> yeah, Wes, seriously, can you bring yourself down a little bit? I mean, come on. You don't need to bleed out everybody's ear in Pittsburgh. a little bit much. I brought a second pair of shoes because I knew how irresponsible Adam was. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me do some math here because, Wes, you're clearly lying right now because if Crowley had one of your pair of shoes and you had another pair that you could uh, give him to exchange, you had to be wearing a pair of shoes, so no. that's three. See, he lied to you. We just switched shoes. We didn't, There wasn't a, a third exchange. I have two pairs of shoes here. Okay. And honestly, I didn't even bring the second pair. They were in the back of my car. I will Adam, find Adam is lucky. He should be thanking me. I will, instead, he should be. I agree with that. I agree with that, too, but I will find an extra pair. I will. Let me turn your car over tonight, and I bet you I found an extra pair of shoes. You, should, uh, you could bum them. Be like, hey, you got an extra shoe? It's menthol shoe. <laughs> Do you care? Jesus. Well, I'm out. Wes is in for me tomorrow. Then it's Matt Williamson and Dale Lolly. As I've screwed everybody that I like. Because I, I love you, Wes. I love you, Wes. Wes, I like you as friends. Wes and I, as we went to bed last night, because we're sharing <laughs> oh, a room no. together. This is how. Oh, no. This is how I will end the show Whoa. today. I turn to Wes and say good night, Wes. He turns to me and says good night, Crowley. And at the exact same moment, we both say. Go ears. Uh, Unplanned. <sighs> See you Monday.